Ladies and gentlemen, we are live with your very special NHL trade deadline special of the Hughes Sports Podcast. Why are you, I am your host. Why, whoa, whoa, why are you yelling? Because I'm trying to wake myself up. Oh, okay. Uh, I am your host, Jake Hughes, of course, alongside the old man, Kevin Hughes. How the hell are you doing? What a day. What a day. What a week. <sighs> a week and a half, it feels like, that this trade deadline has been going on. But um, today was like... What the fuck or, happened? Or <laughs> Did like, anything happen? From a Canucks perspective, uh, we made two trades. Did they not know we canceled our show yesterday so we could have it today? So right? we could be all excited about things they did yesterday and set, pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, we were so smart postponing our show to Friday. And instead they made all the trades on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We could have done the show Thursday. For whatever, did they do anything? Yeah, they did do one thing today. Two, two things today. Two things. Two things today. I'm just going. I'm just uh, doing quick research here. There was only one, two, three, four. Can you imagine? As he's counting, can you imagine being a TSN or uh, um, Sportsnet announcer today, um, talk show host, or whatever they call themselves? Because my God, nine hours of nothing. 19 trades. Really? One major, one major trade. Yeah, I mean, it's like... A lot of it was... Like, <clears throat> one of the last trades here for, with the Vancouver Canucks to the New York Rangers, Wyatt Kalniak, for future considerations. Yeah, exactly. Who? If you say who, I don't know. <laughs> Who's what? Who the hell's that? Wyatt Kalniak. I had no idea he played for the Canucks. I, I don't know who he is still. <laughs> Did you look? Uh, yeah, very quickly. Um, I, I didn't look because it didn't matter to me because I'm not player. that I'm I'm not that nerdy, so I don't. It's not as ner- needed for me to know these things as it is for you to know these things because that's what you do. That's what I do, I my do little green-haired friend. So let's go back because I was hoping that there'd be fireworks in trades today. That there'd be something big and juicy for us to talk about. And there's rumors of it. There was rumors up until. About noon Mountain Time today, and that JT I Miller, heard. Go ahead. That JT Miller was going to be moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a deal in in the works for JT Miller. Pittsburgh if, apparently offered a boatload. If the rumors are to be true, two first overalls, or two sorry, two first rounders, one this year, one next year, and a prospect. In the deepest draft ever. So let us let us let us just rewind a little bit here because January thirtieth is kind of when this trade shenanigan craziness started. Say that again, January thirtieth. January thirtieth. That was way back, like a month ago. That was. I was a month ago. ago. Yeah. Um, Is that when Horvat left? That is when Horvat was traded, correct. Has that been a month? Holy cow. Well. So, as you can see on the screen, if you are listening, uh, we'll go over everything. If you're watching YouTube, thank you so much. Drop a comment where you're from. But uh, you can see here, we traded Bo Horvat for Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, and a 2023 first-round pick that was conditional. A conditional first-round pick. Now, for those who, again, can't see... The old man is throwing things, uh, slamming the table. 
So before, why before, am I sl- why, why am I slamming the table, Jake? So before we get into why you're upset, okay. What was your? You, we talked about this on the podcast. Your initial thoughts on the trade is yeah, it's kind it of a good we trade. Yeah, Bovillier fits into our top six. Yeah. Atu Ratu is a prospect, and we had a first overall pick, whether that be this year, and it was thirteenth and beyond, or a twenty twenty four unprotected first round pick. Would have been great. Would have been fantastic. Either one. Um, I think Bovillier fit in well. We were talking about this just before we went live. Yeah. Bovillier fit in very very well with Elias Patterson and the rest of the team. Very well. And Atu Ratty. Atu Ratu. Ratty. Um, he did come up and play, I think, two games with the Canucks. Yeah. Got like four minutes of ice time. Yeah, he still hasn't done a whole lot for He hasn't us. done a whole lot, and I don't and think... And hasn't done... And he admitted that he hasn't played that great, even with the baby Canucks, so... Yeah. Um, but... It's a prospect. The big one for me was that first-round draft pick this year. Yeah. Um, counting or, that counting that the Rangers weren't going to make the... Islanders. I'm oh, sorry. The Islanders weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Which, we, they weren't going to. They're, they're, they're not going to not make the playoffs, in my, in my opinion. They're a good team. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just moving things around because... Otherwise he's moving things around, folks. That's what you... If you can't see, he's you moving see. things around. I don't know what the hell he's doing. But yeah, no, I mean, the first trade, not a bad trade in my books. Um, I was well, quite happy with it. I was very happy with it. And again, we this is exactly what we had talked about. We wanted a prospect, a first-round yep. pick, yep. and something. I was hoping that instead of Anthony Bobillier, it would have been a right-shot defenseman. Yeah. But I guess we got that eventually. Don't make me come through this camera at you. So then... Um, Lots of silence from the 30th until the 25th when the New York Rangers were trying to clear out cap space. So they could sign other trades. Yeah, they they made all sorts of moves so they could sign uh, Patrick Kane. Yeah. Because everyone needs a... Don't say it. Carry on. Lovely human being. Liable. Liable. It's not liable. It's not liable. Let me just just say what I was going to say. All I'm going to throw out there is that New York City has the largest person-to-taxi ratio than any other city in North America. Um, so to help with, with that, that trade, the Canucks end up William Walker and a 2026 seventh-round pick for Vitaly Kraftsov, who we haven't seen play yet, I don't think. I don't think so. Maybe. Um, I'm, if we have, I, you guys, as you can tell, we're very... Uh, accurate and up to date with what we're the Canucks are up to. Um, Has he been yeah, in? I don't think he's been in. He played yesterday. Yeah, one oh, assist. Yeah, one okay. point yeah. Yesterday. yeah, it's yesterday, Thursday. Two, yeah, okay. yeah, he's played two games. Yeah, uh, with us, one one goal or one assist. It's a flyer. I mean, basically, you gave up a prospect that the the organization had given up on. Yeah, and not a bad trade. A seventh round pick. Yeah, not a bad. Again, trade. what I'm expecting. This is the, the these are the moves that I was expecting from the Canucks. I don't. I don't. Not a big fan of giving up any picks right now. But okay, seventh so, round. But a seventh round pick, you're like big you deal. have like an infantile percent of making it yeah. to the NHL. Yeah, big deal. Um, you, you, you'll be able to put it on your wall that, and tell your grandkids that you were drafted. And and <laughs> right? honestly, like they're still in the top 
two percent in the world and that play hockey. Probably one percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, really. I believe later that day or the same day. Let me. When was it? I think this it was one? later that day. No, two days later. Oh, okay. We trade uh, Riley Stillman, who we had acquired earlier this year, um, for Josh Bloom. Basically, Riley Stillman just. Went, well, Riley Stillman just didn't work out for us. We there was yeah. no. He he's a great player. From all accounts, he's a great guy. But so, would you think it was more out. of a, just a salary dump? I think it was a bit of a salary dump. Yeah. Yeah. Got to clear they're, some salary. They're getting ready for a big move. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, in comes Josh Bloom, who I can be honest, I haven't done a lot of research on. I know he is a twenty-two-year-old, twenty-three-year-old playing yep. in the uh, juniors. Again, another flyer. Might as well if the organization gives up on him. It's not. It's well not hurting play. us. Exactly. Which, if, if he pans out, it's not, and it's not benefiting us either, which we don't want right now. Yeah, it's it's a, honestly it's a to neutral trade. We yeah. get rid of a player who wasn't working out for us. We get a flyer on a guy who could help in yeah. two or three years. Yeah. This one, this one hurts just because I think Luke Shen is the basis of what you want for a playoff run defense. Well, this is the one when they pulled this one when they traded Luke Shen. Uh, yeah. For again a 2023 third round pick, yeah, I thought it was pretty. You pretty catch me. Soft. You, were, you, pretty yeah, soft. you you were hoping for a second round pick. I was hoping for a second round, but I thought this again getting rid of Stillman, getting rid of Shen, preparing for a big move. Well, and it was around these times that people started reporting. Um, yes, Miller named Shana, um, who works with the Athletic caught wind of a potential Pittsburgh JT Miller trade. And it was going to be a multi-team triangular, rectangular kind of thing. And there's all sorts of that tra- those trades this year. With the yeah. top space being the way it is, there is no cap space. Yeah. So you're, you're forced to get creative. And the Canucks, at this point, had a lot of cap that they could use. Yeah, they, they should have been they able made room. to... They made a lot of room, and a team comes to them and says, okay, here's another third-round pick this this year. Sure. Take 50% of a contract. Cool, great. We didn't get that, though. Instead, we flipped that pick that we got for Bo Horvat and send a 2023 second-round pick for Philip Horonic and a 2023 fourth-round pick. So we moved two rounds back in the draft. The, the Both of these picks would have been top 40 picks in the draft this year in one of what the experts are calling the best draft since 2005. Yep. So a, almost a 20-year gap between this depth of draft. And we get Heronic. And we give we gave up two picks. Two good picks in two, this draft. Two picks what that... The f- I'm not going to swear. I promised myself before we started, I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to get my blood pressure up. But what the fuck are they doing? Seriously. We are not competing for a freaking playoff spot. This is a move that you do when you're competing for a playoff spot. Jake said it in the intro. That's one of his favorite sayings is we're acting like we're a top five team when we're the bottom five team. My head literally exploded. I had people texting me left, right, and center, laughing, laughing at me, going, what the fuck are the Canucks doing? Oh, shut the hell up. You know how hard it is to be a Canuck fan right now? This I is don't a move. 
explain this to me, Jake. So this is a move that you can't explain. I'm sorry. There's, for this price, the and this is nothing on Philip Peronic, and I feel bad for him because he's going to have from the fan base, from us, we're going to have a bad attitude toward him to start. I hate Habronic. What a stupid name. Habronic. He's a great defenseman. And Honestly, he spells Philip wrong. Well, I don't believe he's English, so I think that helps. Um, but, Fudge. yeah. I... It's, it's mind-boggling, because this is, this, is this is a player who, again, is a solid defenseman. He's having a career year. Like, this is the, the top he's been. So we bought high on a player that's cost control for one more season after this. He's only making like $4 million. And then we're going to have to pay him eight and a half, eight million, seven million. And and not just that, but now he coincides. He coincides with Elias Pettersson's contract year. Oh, great. So why don't you just make me happier? So next year, what the what the organization has done, and this is probably going to be clipped, and this is going to be put on into the intro, one of the new intros that I make eventually. Next year, 2023-24 season is a cup contending season according to this office. This office thinks a team that's in 27th place right now as we sit, as we sit here, 7-15, March 3rd, 2023, that next year, this time, we're going to be competing and in the top echelon of the goddamn league. How can... What's it, what's it, what? Alvin. 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 It's like a chipmunk. He's one of the chipmunks to me now. His, he will be forever called Alvin. Sit at a mic, look dead center into a camera, and say, next year, we're going to be contending for a playoff spot. Are I you effing with me? Are you freaking effing with me? You did nothing. You gave away our picks. We have one. We now have the one pick. I will, I'm surprised they didn't go and blow that today and freaking try well, to bring in. Calm um, down. There's still, there's still the draft. We could still blow shit away on the draft. Wait till draft day when we trade our first overall pick for Drew Doughty or something. Guy who's 100 <laughs> fucking years old. So when I when this came down, as I said, I lost my mind. And so who do I go to? I go to my buddy, Rod, uh, Rod Peterson, from the Rod Peterson Show. He's been involved in hockey in the NHL for decades. Uh, his dad was a scout. Um, he's, he's been around. He was play-by-play -play for the Bedard Pats. Hat. Uh, we've stopped calling him the Regina Pats, and they're now just called the Bedard Pats. I mean, that's the team. And I sent it to him. Do you want to hear his reply? Did you get permission to say this out loud? It's, there's no swearing. All right. I feel terrible for Canuck fans. And then he says, being an empath sucks. So first he says, I, he feels bad for me. And then he says, it sucks that he feels bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> it does suck. Like, it's... I, I, I looked at this trade and I said, Bruce. Because you texted me right away, and you were like, what the fuck? And I was like, Bruce, there needs to be something more. I was, I went into today, I, I went out last night, I'm a little bit hungover. I'm normally the guy who wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning mountain time. 
oh, 5 yes. a.m. Uh, Pacific time to watch the trade deadline while I'm getting ready for work. Watch it all day at work. I woke up a little bit late, so I was panicking to get to work on time and uh, ish. So I get to I get to work and I, I turn on Sportsnet 650 because I prefer their analysis rather than the TSN in Toronto bias and yeah. Sportsnet and them. And they're just hanging out waiting for trades. And just hanging for out. trades. Sort of like me. And then and then it we get a... this trade. Which I was like, okay, this isn't a bad trade. It's not trade Curtis Lazar. Again, a a player that we I wish played better for us. Yeah. BC boy, and uh, in his interview when uh, they interviewed him on the air, you could tell he was very disappointed that he left, was leaving the Canucks. He was not happy. He really loved Vancouver. Well, he's from Vancouver. He was born and yeah. raised. Like, yeah. He grew up just like you have that flag there. He had a flag in his bedroom. Well, yeah, exactly. Oops, I broke my uh, headphones again. You should probably get new headphones. Hold on. Keep talking. I will. I have no problem talking. So when I see this trade, I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're clearing out a little bit of cap space. Yep. There's something a little bit bigger. Maybe JT Miller is on the move because there was all sorts of rumors that Miller was on the move. Yep. Waited all day. Just before this, um, I can't remember who, I think it was, no, it wasn't Frank Saravelli. I can't remember who tweeted it, that the Pittsburgh Penguins had offered, before picking up uh, Mikhail Granlund, a 2023 first-round pick, and either a 2024 or 2025 first-round pick. Oh, Plus something, and we no one knows what that something is. Yeah, for JT Mel. And then you have Alvin saying, "Well, we had one one phone call on Alvin, and we don't think that if we didn't think they were that serious." Seriously, that's your that's your answer. That that's the only answer he can have. It is like the the only answer he can have from a business standpoint, from a not ruining relationship standpoint with JT Miller with whoever he was negotiating with is, yeah, we, we discussed it, but nothing was serious happened. Okay. But also well, yesterday, let's let's rewind a little bit, because yesterday, JT Miller was able to play hockey after being told, um, first the Canucks said he was out uh, three to four days, like a week. Yeah. His agent, his agent then said he was out week to week, and then a day later, he's back on the ice miraculously, because, and the story is, is he came to the rink and he wanted to play. Yes. Okay, cool. You're going to tell me that that wasn't for trade-related reasons? And a trade fell through? You can't. Because we are the worst ran team in this league. I'm about to get up. I'm about to turn that flag upside down. I'm not going to. Because I think you know what honestly, it's... honestly that, is, that is the state we are at with the Vancouver Canucks. The flag should... All flags should be upside down. And we should be like screaming foul. I'm done. Because the, the flag. I honestly, we're gonna have a show every week for the rest of the playoffs. We got 20 games left thereabouts. Um, and then we'll have the playoffs, and we'll have shows every week. I don't want to talk about the Canucks anymore. No, honestly, because and... I, 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 ah, honestly. Ah! I will always bleed green and blue. I mean, shit, we made them our colors for our podcast. Of course. We're, we love the Canucks. That's why we're mad. Am I going to be watching any of the games moving forward? I'm canceling my sports. Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. I watch a lot of games on there. Please do not be doing that. 
You're going to start pitching in to pay for this crap then. Who pays for all this? <laughs> um, uh, apparently you. <laughs> apparently I did. Um, oh, it's, no, my, the, it's my podcast. The, <laughs> the last move we made, I'll just get it over with, is Wyatt Kalniak for future considerations to the New what? York Rangers. What is future considerations? Basically, they're not allowed to trade for nothing. So they just gave this guy to him. Yeah. So they trade for future considerations. That's what legally. That's what goes down on the paperwork to the NHL head office. Yeah. That guy's got a long fucking neck. I'm sorry. Trying that's to what I, that's, You know, I had to bring him back because I was like, "What's wrong with that picture?" He's he's got no head, all neck. Like, look how the, his neck goes through his ears. It's like, what's wrong with that picture? There's no Wyatt, if you're watching, we apologize for being mean. Oh, who, 100%. Who did no, he go no to? Intention. Who did right? we get? For, we, you didn't put down who he went to. Rangers. New York Rangers. Oh, Rangers. Oh, them bums. Yeah. The ones we've traded with three t- three different times now. Doesn't your um, roommate? He is. Isn't he a Ranger freaking lover? He is a Ranger lover. God damn him. Um, so that's it. Overall, yeah, that, that was the entire trade deadline shenanigans. Brock Besser still a part of the team. This organization that said when they took over a year ago, a year ago, that they wanted to make cap space and basically create room for us to be able to do things in the offseason has added cap space. That's all we've done. Dom just commented. I think he's mad at us. He's going, hey, don't be hating me, bud. We'll come down there and beat you. Is he home? He's at the airport. I don't think we can go okay. down to the airport. No, they'd probably arrest this time. We got over that gate, over that yeah. fence. Um, so they've raised the cap. They've actually haven't lowered the... They've raised... The cap the, commitment, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And now, and now, we hopefully tank. How can we tank? Why are we tanking? We need to be competitive next year. We haven't had one window. Wow, you just went staticky there when you yelled. I was slamming the table. Oh, um, we have to tank. We need Bedard. We need the lowest possible pick, even if we don't get Bedard. We're which, not getting you know we won't because it's not getting good luck. We need a lower pick. We need a lowest pick as possible to bring in, hopefully, a defense. Uh, uh, I don't know who's up besides Bedard. I, I haven't heard a whole lot about who's up, to be honest. Um, but hopefully there's a, someone in defense available somewhere. There's no there's no defenseman kind of in the top, top like 50 picks. Really? Yeah. None? And I mean, it was funny because Jeff McCleary, who watches us on a regular basis out of Kelowna, British Columbia, Mr. Sleepy's Mattress, um, old boss of mine, um, he had said how hard it is uh, to get a um, good defenseman. He was trying to defend that trade. um, I did see that. He gave away two picks this year. Not just Um, two picks. Who picks in the top 40? Yeah. And it would be. It, it, it is very hard. 
to get a good quality defenseman. It's it's been proven yeah, over and Quinn, over. Quinn Hughes, I mean, yeah, super hard. Sammy he's Sally, one in a million. Alexander Edler. Should I go onto the list of of defensemen that we did? You have... just put Edler in there. Yes, you yes, did that did. just to piss me off, didn't you? He is. Stop! Stop! One of don't, the best don't you, don't you. that we have ever had in our. So- if you couldn't see that, I punched Jake through the through the camera. I gave him a smack. Sometimes you just got to beat the kid. I'm joking. Um, you don't beat your kids. It's not allowed in 2023. So the apparently in 2010 it was okay though. <laughs> In the number 11 pick, according to an article on sportsnet.ca, is the first defenseman. Say that again? The first defenseman on, yep. in the 2023 da- draft, according to uh, this article on Sportsnet, is number 11. Oh, okay. So. And then 15. And then 18. Bad. So, so there's, there's three, some defense in there. Yeah, not a lot, but there's. And they're not. Like even reading here, the top one is possesses all the tools to project as a top three defenseman at the next level. So, second yeah. pairing guy, right? Not bad. You went in. You went into the trade deadline season with seven picks. You came out with five. You came out with six in the no. first four rounds. Six in the first four rounds. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. We have our first. Okay, we, we picked up a pick there, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, okay. we don't have a second. Yeah. We have our third, which would be a top end third. Like, yeah. Then we have the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are pushing for a playoff, like a play, big playoff run. So that's a. They're one of the best teams in the league right now. Come on. Then we have our fourth, um, but uh, Detroit's fourth, New York Rangers fourth, no fifth, a sixth, no seventh. So a team that has. Nothing in the system to come up. Very little in the system to come up. I'll, I'll preface that. I can't say nothing. Very little in the system to come up to replace these players. Yeah, nothing. And we're spending draft capital on, again, a great defenseman. He, in my opinion, you put him and Hughes together on your top line, on your top pairing this year for the rest of this yeah. year to see how much your chemistry you build. Yeah, if there's, if there's I, chemistry, I don't disagree. But that wasn't the purpose of going into this... Um, Draft this, was this was the plan. This was the plan. We're going to turn around in two years. It, I, I've run out of anger. I've run out of um, definition of insanity. Is liking the Canucks. Is <laughs> doing the same thing, and expecting different results. It's let's go back. Let's go back. Choosing loving year between, our Canucks. Let's choose a year between 2014 and 2023. Because I will tell you exactly what they did to try to make shortcuts. Yeah. This move right here. It's They've done yeah. it over and over. We're not going to be able to keep Patterson if we if we don't show up there. Or Hughes. They're going to they're gonna walk away in Demko. Well, and they are. That's a problem. Nobody okay. wants to play for the Canucks right now. Cool. You know how many... How much capital you could gain? Don't get me wrong. I love Patterson. If he was to, if he ever leaves the Canucks, I think it'll be the one of the, if not the darkest day in Canucks history. Mm, Trevor Linden. That's no. That's what I'm saying. That's how yeah. how it good of a player there. I think PD is. Yeah. If PD is to walk away, we're getting 
four first round picks, a bunch of things to stock the cupboards in Abbotsford. Like you're, 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 you're acting like we, we we would trade him. <laughs> you're at, you literally think the Canucks would trade him. No, he'll he'll test free agency, and they'll just drag it out, drag it out, and then he'll just walk away. And then they'll use the line, the famous line from Jim Benning. We ran out of time. See, I'm older than you, obviously. What? I go back. We have a where we lived in Maple Ridge for. I lived in Maple Ridge for quite some time. Uh, Jake lived there for a short period of his infant life. There's an arena there. It's called the Cam Neely Arena. Played for Boston. Yep. Hall of Famer. Yep. Canucks had him. What did we trade him for? I think it was a rubber chicken and a couple thawed pucks. It's not true. We did get somebody. I can't forget who it is. Um, Look at that. Google that for me, buddy. That's what I'm doing right now. You keep you keep talking. But what the my point being, we keep making these trades. It's not new. It's not just since 2014. It's since 1970. I don't know what it is about the city of Vancouver, the ownerships of, of and we've had numerous owners, obviously, since 1970. I don't know what it is why they hate me they hate me i figured it out they literally hate me it's a personal thing um and i'm over it i have to move on i'm going to turn my flag upside down i might even grab my calgary flames hat jake so well that's, then i'll have another team that won't make the playoffs well, that's, I was gonna say, that's just even more disappointing <laughs> so in 1985 we traded Cam Neely. Cam Neely was traded. Give me one second. I, went, I had a better, I had a, a visual tree here for me to follow. We traded Cam Neely and a first round pick. First round. For Barry Peterson. Barry Peterson was a good player. He, he wasn't played, a Cam Neely. He played three seasons with Vancouver. Yeah. Three and a half seasons with Vancouver. Yeah. How long did Cam Neely play for the uh, Boston Bruins? <laughs> Not just that. Not just that. You want to know what? Okay, so Cam Neely, right, went on to be a megastar, retired with the Bruins. Like, you go to any Bruin fan right now, they'll know who Cam Neely is. With that first-round pick, they got Glenn Wessler. Don't know who that guy is. But he was traded to the Hartford Whalers. Don't know who that guy is. Don't know don't who that guy is. I do. Anyways, carry um, on. He, he got traded to the Hartford Whalers for a... 1995 first round pick, a 1996 first round pick, and a 1997 first round pick. So let's start with the 1995 side. That 1995 side turned into Kyle McLaren, who is eventually mm. traded to uh, San crap. Jose. That's San Jose traded them uh, uh, Jeff Gilson and Jeff Hackett. Jeff Gilson then turned into Brad Boys. Which you know, mm. pretty good player. Yeah. Um, traded to Brad Boys was traded to St. Louis for Dennis Weidman. Hmm. Uh, Dennis Weidman was traded to Florida for uh, Gregory Campbell, who I don't know, no. uh, and Nathan Horton. Now I don't mm. know if you remember that name, Nathan Horton, but he was kind of important in the 2011 series. 
That's one branch. One branch of that tree. Let's keep going. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The 1996 pick that was I Hartford's have it up, folks. <laughs> turns into Jonathan Aiken. Don't know who that is. Um, so uh, the 1997, that's the end of that tree. Nice and easy, that one. That was the 1997 easy. pick turned into Sergei Samsonov. I know how to pronounce that name. Pretty, yeah. pretty all right. Yeah. Um, Samsonov was traded to Edmonton, which is where I know him from, for uh, Marty Reasoner, a second-round pick in 2006. If you can tell me who that pick got them, I will be flabbergasted. Was it Kane? No. Oh. No, not, Kane was never on Bruins. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Um, and Jan Statsny, one of the Statsny uh, people. Sure. So that uh, 2006 second-round pick is one big-nosed shithead who, again, helped them in the 2011 playoffs BS Milan Lucic. As soon as you said big nose, I knew where you were going with it. Milan Lucic was then traded. We're not done yet. Milan Thanks. Lucic was traded to the LA Kings for Martin Jones, Colin Miller, and the LA Kings 2015 first round pick. So let's stop there. Let's okay, that's enough. But people are that's wondering. Enough. It's they look at the Canucks. And then they look at a team like Boston. How can Boston be so good all the freaking time? They're an anomaly. They are. They're because they're smart about it. They have good yeah. hockey people making good hockey decisions. And when you go to a team and say, hey, Patrice Bergeron, uh, uh, Brad Marchand, um, I can't think of anyone else on that team right now because those are the two guys I think of. But you go to them and you say, hey, you, you guys all take a small discount? Hell yes. To win or, a cup? I've only got another year or two to play. I, I mean, want another well, cup. Not just that, but you guys already won a cup in 2011. You guys want to keep this team together and keep it going? Yes. For as long as possible? Here, take a six-year deal with a $3 million discount. If each of you do that, we can we can get that back line fixed. If you do that, we can, we can get these players. A decade ago, the Canucks were able to do that. Yeah. Then what happened? Then what happened? And it, that's and that's the biggest piece for me is I, I I wish I had the time to do big, deep, long research into this. Where did we go wrong? Twenty oh seven to two thousand thirteen, we were at the front line of of spending in areas that other teams weren't. Yes, like um, I can't think of who it was. Responsible stay at home defenseman on the twenty eleven team. I can't think of his name talked about how they all had these trackers on them oh yes 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 and all the boys who would like to stay out late and party especially during the early parts of that 2010 2011 season where we were unstoppable yes exactly everyone gave them their tracker he they literally just put it on him he, he fell asleep with them on his all across his forearms <laughs> so all the boys could go out and party that's hilarious. But that's a technology that we are doing. We are finding out the sleep patterns, finding out the nutrition. Like, look at Daniel and Henrik Sedin. If you, if oh. you see, haven't seen a picture of them recently, they look like they're still playing in the NHL. Oh, yeah. We where And where? what happens? 
I get the, the, the pandemic in 2021. 2020. Yeah, come on. This team fell apart long before 2021. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it if we were an okay team or middling team and we're on the uprise and then 2020 happened and because the Aquilinis, a lot of their money is tied up in restaurants now, they went really Oh, I on, see where you're going with this. Yep. On, on staff. But they weren't. They fell apart in 2014, 2015. Yeah. Nah, What's the change? Uh, is, is it a money thing? Is it they... they pulled money away is it is it a culture thing is it chemistry culture thing no it can't be why i'm sorry it can't be you could blame if it was two years yes okay if it was you had to trade Bo because he didn't get along with jt or trade jt because he didn't get along with Bo, then yes Uh, trevor linden messier situation all over again but you can this goes back to to when we had the Sedins in charge. True. While they were training Bo. And you had Kessler still on the team. You had BX on the team. And they wanted out because they started losing. What year did Linden walk away? 20... 15? Uh, 20... No, later than that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Probably 2018, 2019. Yeah. I, I, I mean... I want to say it was 2018. If we had the magic, um, magic answer, the the easy button, whatever you want to call this, um, we wouldn't be doing this sports cast. We'd be um, making millions of dollars running a um, professional sports team. Yeah. We don't. What's the issue? I, you know what? I don't matter. give a flying potato. A flying Linden potato. Was, that's my new Linden. word. I, I don't care. I don't. I don't care anymore. And isn't that sad that one of your biggest fans for the last 50 plus years, I don't care. Fix it. It's not my problem. Trevor it's Linden not. Le- it's Linden not my it. problem. It's your problem. I'm pointing at you, Canucks. Fix it. Turn it around somehow. Make it happen. People are paying huge money to go see your, this team play. And it ain't working, man. It just ain't working. There's uh, another rant. I've got right. a whole bunch more in there. 2018 was when Trevor Lennon stepped away. Are you still so on that? <laughs> well, yeah, I just want to get the, the verifiable facts. It's just... Um, yeah, it's insane. It's. Can we move on to something happier? No. Oh. There's nothing like. There's nothing happy about this team. There isn't. So then let's talk about the BC Lions. I have nothing prepared for them today. <laughs> I this was supposed to be. This was supposed to be a draft or a, a trade deadline, where we cleared out cap space. Didn't and guess what? Second. I don't think we did. No, 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 no. You don't think? So now I guess the real question for sports fans, Canuck fans, what do we do now? So. what? Okay, let me rephrase that, Jake. Being the um, diehard Canuck fan that you are, if you had, if you were in charge tomorrow, so the trade deadline's gone. You can't go back. Remember, 
we got to live in the now. It's 742. I'm putting on my medium hat. It's 742 on March 3rd p.m. Yep. 642 Pacific time. I'm handing you the reins for the Vancouver Canucks for the next six months. Next, let's say next 10 months. Let's take you into give me next a, season. Give me, a year. give me a year so we can get okay. the trade deadline. You can, you so, can go up till next trade deadline. Okay, so what do you do? We play out the season. Anyone who gets a nick, a bruise, a, <laughs> uh, a, a slight a slight scratch. Loses an eyelash. You're, you're, out, you're, out, you're out for the season. And yeah. we bring up everyone. The players who are in the AHL right now, you bring them up as, as in my opinion, I don't know the, the rules on creating the, like, the waiver wire and how many people you can bring up and down at a time, but you, you bring up an entire line at a time to see how they play in the NHL. You keep building that chemistry with that team because the Abbotsford Connects actually have a chance to, to play hockey that means something this, this season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you, you keep the and you, that's why I say you bring up the whole lines. You don't break that chemistry. You bring up three players at a time. You bring up two defensemen, and sure, you're going to lose games five to two, five to Who one. Cares? And Demko's going to make eighty-seven saves a game because that's what <laughs> Demko does. But you're, yeah, you keep losing. Bet you the that Flames the, are kind of kicking themselves for not going after Demko rather than um, going after Markstrom. Eh? Wink, wink. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've got to lighten it up. It's we're too sad. Okay, so oh, translated, season, you tank this season. You tank as much as you can this season. You okay, let's say the game. miraculous thing happened, and and the first overall pick goes to the Vancouver Canucks. So we come into the first buyout, the buyout period before free agency opens. Obviously, with the first overall pick, you pick Connor Bedard. If you do anything else, you should be fired. Unless you're unless you're Arizona, because apparently that's what they do. Pretty sure they have. Um, I'm pretty sure I read of the forty-eight million, the thirty-eight million that they have three quarters of it as the dead cap space. Players who don't play for them, players who have never played for them. Um, that's a whole rant for another day, but. You you okay, take so you go into the buyout period. Buyout period, you buy Focus. out Oliver Ekman Larson. You you buy out Oliver Ekman Larson. Yes. You clear up about seven million dollars this year. So like the in tw- the 23-24 season. The only downside is the forever afterwards you have dead cap space. So you're gonna have about four million um in twenty-four, twenty-five, I believe. And you run that. You run that cap space. You now have a team with a top line of Pedersen, Kuzmenko, and Bedard. And, with them, and a second line of oh. Connor Bedard in the middle with JT Miller. Wow. And put Brock Besser with them. them. Put Garland on the top line. Yeah. At that point, you don't trade anyone. You, We're now you, back to 2011 when we have, have a, two of the top have, lines in the league. You have two crazy top lines. Now you need to figure out the fence. You've traded, you've gotten rid of uh, OEL. Yeah, now you got to bring somebody you trade, in. You try to trade all, uh, Myers. Oh, God. Even if you have to add a third or second round pick. Yes. You get rid of Myers. Yeah. Um, give me one second. Give me one second. 
He's he's googling something, folks. He's got he's got an idea in his head. I have all sorts of ideas in my head. Don't stop him yet. So you then go out onto the free agency the, market. Free agency market, and you sign. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to sort this by which way they shoot. You sign a Eric Johnson, a Matthew Dumba, a John Klingberg, a Kevin Shattenkirk. Somebody. Um, a Troy Stetcher, who would be shocking if we had him on our roster at one point. Oh. A, and Anton Strollman. You, you sign someone who is going to be that third pair defenseman on the right yeah. side. <clears throat> In my opinion, you have Hughes Bear as your top pair. You have um, Luke Shen, who we re-signed in the free agency period for another They're ta- minimum. Even when they traded him, that was the first thing I saw was, we'll get him back in the free agency. He it's like us. they made a deal. Well, We're going to trade you, know you but we want us. you back. You know why he loves us so much, right? We saved his career. Yeah, oh, definitely. So definitely. He, Well, he was in the, not definitely, like, yeah, it was, he went to the AHL, we signed him, or we traded for him. And brought him back up. I know you said definitely. I thought you said yeah. maybe. I heard it come out of my mouth. <laughs> I was like, if nobody could see, I was giving him the dad look. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, kid? No, yeah, we definitely revived, revitalized, put yeah. paddles to a flat line career. And he's been traded at almost every deadline to a competing team. Yeah. Because he's that gritty, stay at home, hard hitting playoff defenseman. So do you believe that's a rental then? For Toronto? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't they're think not Toronto gonna, would want him. They're not going to sign him. No. I think you can get uh, Luke Shen for under a million dollars again. Yeah, Maybe at a million dollars. Yeah. For a nine, year. Between nine and a million. Yeah. Because yeah. he's making eight fifty right now. Yeah. Uh, so you sign him to a million and you say one year deal. Yeah. Until you don't want to play anymore. Yeah. And tell us if you want to be traded. If, if we're not in the playoff position. We'll trade you. Yeah. Right? Like, you obviously have that connection with that player. Exactly. So, you now have your top line, your top pairing as Hughes, Bear, Luke Shin, and Heronic. Okay. You have your uh, bottom pair as a, let's pull out a name here, a Justin Hole, a Justin Hole, or a Scott Mayfield, and Jack Rathbone, who's been playing in the AHL and has been ignored for way too long. Yeah. You now have created yourself three lines of players who can move the puck with one player who is at least defensively smart. Did Your we go line, to a, did we go to the third line? I don't think we went to the three lines, did we? Yeah, defensive pair. Oh yeah. So no, no, your, I was talking um yeah, okay, yeah. No, ahead, I'm doing yeah. defensive first. No, you already did the offense because you put Miller. Well, we, we, only have the, we only have the two lines for the offense. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Then, yeah, you would have to flush out your third line where you have Pod Coles in, you have Hoaglander, you've got um, Beauvillier, you've got, like, you know what I mean? You've got a lot yeah. of options, you just need oh. a center. I think the only thing you need is a center and a backup goalie who can play 20 games. Yes. Because Seelovs can't, he's proved that. Martin, the pressure got to him as a starter, and I don't know if he'll ever be the same again. I don't know, I don't think he will. He didn't look He had so much promise. Well... We also, we as the media, the fans, saw him for a short period of time in a very strange circumstance. Yeah. And he played well when we were yeah. playing up against teams that were taking us lightly. Yeah. 
let's not kid ourselves. Last year, this point, teams weren't taking it. Like, we thought we were on a push. But you think when Boston came to town or Toronto came to town, they were like, oh my goodness, it's it's the Canucks. So, yeah, that's what you do. Look at that. I've just fixed it. Give me $8 million of cap space and a trade of Tyler Myers and we and we can fix this. Eight million of cap space, you say? From because you all oh, right, you're buying out a EOL. Don't get yeah. me wrong, that screws us long term. But if we're if we're, we've already put the pieces into motion to win now, you might yeah. as well win now. Now, ha- having said that, well, I'm going to go back to what El- Elvin, the chipmunk, who runs this freaking team. Yep. Are with those additions. Yep. Do we make are are we fighting for a playoff spot? The ones that I made? Yeah. In a fantasy scenario where we have Connor Bedard on the top line on the second line. You can shelter him from playoff from matchup minutes because PD can handle it and actually thrives under it if you look at the underlying statistics. Yes. I think not only do we leapfrog again, fantasy world where Bedard is on the team, we leapfrog LA. Oh, yeah. Leapfrog Calgary, who's moving in the wrong direction. I love it, but yeah. So the only two teams that are ahead of us in the Pacific is the Connor McDavid's and Vegas. Those are the two teams. Yeah. If Connor McDavid goes down, their team's screwed. It would be nice. It's uh... Realistically, what I think is going to happen is none of that. We're going to move to back two positions. We're going to finish in 10th or 11th because we're going to go on a stretch of wins because that's what we do. We're going into the easy, one of the easiest stretches of our calendar. <laughs> we're going to draft like 13th, our 13th overall pick, which could have been our pick if we picked, didn't trade for Philip Horonic. Um, one thing I want to talk about before we get off the air here. What's going on in the division or the the conference, whatever, the East versus the West? The East, it feels like, and maybe it's just me because I I think that they're doing things the right way. It feels like the East, the teams in the East, saw the assignment, understood it, and aced the test. Well, yeah. The teams in the West were like, well, you look at you you look at the East right now in the wild card position. Top two teams in the wild card get in. So you got Pittsburgh and New York Islanders right now. They have seventy one and seventy points respectively. And then you have Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, Washington, sitting at sixty six points, and you have Detroit sitting at sixty five. Then you drop down to Philly. We won't even go there because they're down to fifty seven. <laughs> so you got. The seventh spot in the wild card, so five out of the wild card, and you're only five points out of a playoff spot. Which is quite a swing. Like, only five points, that's a six-game swing. My, my, my point is, yep. go to the West. Yep. Top two teams get in. You've got Edmonton and Winnipeg. Edmonton has 74 points. Winnipeg has 72 points. The next team to them is Calgary. Guess how many points behind they are? Uh, I'm going to go with five. 
five points behind. Look at that. And then you go to Nashville at 66, six points behind. And then you drop down to number five, which is St. Louis, at 59 points. And for some reason, Canucks now drop, come back up to six with 53 points. What's going on? <laughs> like, the East... For many years... I mean, yeah, the East has more money, blah, blah, blah. No, it's we're all dealing with the same damn salary cap, so we can't yeah. do that anymore. Nope. Yeah, the only thing I can think of, and the only thing is the East cares. Every one of those ownership cares. They know what they're doing. You go the Islanders, their ownership group cares. Yes. You go to the Rangers, their ownership. Name one team in the East other than Columbus where their ownership doesn't care. Because Columbus, to me, is just that team that's just like, eh. The only team that I would say would be, and they're in the hunt. Um, they have 66 points, so they're only four points out. Yep. Sorry, Rod. The Florida Panthers. <laughs> I think their management team, I, I disagree. Florida. I think their management team, I think their management team made the smartest trade, and it backfired for both teams in that trade. With the Flames in Florida, uh, Huberdeau for oh yeah, what a what a disastrous trade for both teams. Well, yeah, like there's there's nothing to it. It makes no sense. They're both great players. It, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. And, what what are you doing? And Chuck said he like the Chuck said he's not playing for the Flames after uh, Goudreau left. So that's, they had to trade him. Calgary did yeah. the right thing. Florida did the right thing because he was top three in points the year prior. And I'm just top. looking, in case you're wondering what I was doing when I was looking at my phone, the yeah. reason I pulled all that up was to see where the Canucks were in the playoff draft. Yep. Or in the draft, not the playoffs, because they're so far away they can't even see the playoffs. They're now sitting six. We were down to fifth. But we had to go and tie a bunch of games, you know, in the last minute. Thank you. Again, I'm never going to blame. I'm going to be upset with the players. Oh, you can't be upset with the players. I mean, they're playing. Yeah, I can't. Don't be be scoring with 30 (laughs) seconds left in the game. They're playing to win. I would have loved to see. I would have loved to have a camera on Rutherford or Alvin or even the coach for that matter when he scored. I I think the coach is trying to win. Okay, so then just Rutherford and Elvin. Um, I would have loved to see their reaction when he scored to tie it up twice, two games in a row. Because um, it would have been funny. It would have been funny to see that. Because you know they were like, oh. oh. Well, and that's the thing. Like, as an organization, you're like, don't score that. Don't score. Don't score. Don't score. Oh, Ellison is then- just howling at me. Because I, I watch the game on my phone. And I'll just have yeah. it sitting um, while I'm watching an actual show, and um, every time the Canucks score, I'm like, "Oh, for fudge sakes! What are they doing scoring?" And he's and Allison's like, "Oh, did the other team score?" And I'm like, "No, the Canucks did." <laughs> I don't want them it's to win. Wi- it's wild that that's where we're at in in the world. And you, you know, I never cheer for the Canucks to lose. No. Even no, when just, you were, and you were like, oh, we need to drop down and draft, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. This is, the first year I've, this is the first year you have ever been 
tank. It's the <laughs> first year you've I've ever seen you say, "Why are we winning games?" It's after it's the first time in my life I can honestly say that I'm tired of being a Canuck fan. Twelve twelve years since we were in the Stanley Cup. I'm tired of being a Canuck fan. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of a team that is called the helpless losers. It drives me absolutely insane. What the hell do you got up there now? So this is uh, from our lovely friends at tankathon.com. This is the 2023 NHL mock draft. I While we were talking, I clicked, no the, way. Sim lottery, I clicked the sim lottery button one time. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Connor Bedard, first overall to the Vancouver Canucks. One we are going to do a live show. Of the reveal? I'm in. When is the reveal? I will make sure I'm home. We will do a live show. Because if do, it happens... You I will, will see the old man cry. Yeah. Like, I, you can't see. I got goosebumps right now just thinking that we have a possibility of a player... From West Bend, who is a phenom. North Bend, but that's okay. North Bend, West Bend, same fucking thing. No, 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 don't say yeah, that. They get really bad. Well, West Bend people, don't call a West Bend yeah. guy a North Bend guy. They'll be, they'll be forced yeah, to Don't call West Bend, West Bend. They get, they're so pretentious, they had to make their own city outside of Vancouver and call it <laughs> North Bend. And then they had to put up a special little area called the British Properties in West Bend. That's like the upper echelon of West Bend. All right, then. Very <laughs> pretentious. Yes. Well, do you have anything else to say about today, this week, this draft, this tormentous season of the Canucks? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it up. Can that be one that's... of our highlight reels? <laughs> I think that's You've got to clip that. That's got to be a highlight reel for the rest of the season. That's... Uh... We might make that a we might make that a soundboard. So I just click a button. Right <laughs> uh, One thing yeah. I do want to mention before I forget, because the old man's brain doesn't work the way it used to, Maybe is, um, I actually had the pleasure actually of listening to Sean Lemon, the Lemonator, um, who was recently traded from the Calgary Stampeders to my. BC Lions. I was overly impressed um, with him. Um, of course, I don't need to say it where I heard him. He was on the Rod Peterson show. Yes, one of the only one of the only places that actually gets CFL players on. Well, because he goes out and finds them. Yeah, he goes. Him and it's not the CFL are... isn't giving them to him. No, his crew is actively searching for him. Do you know what's happening right now in Palm Beach, California? Is it the International Combine? No. Oh. It's the CFLPA um, yearly conference. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nobody knows about it, but it's oh, there. Of course not. It's, why Lemon would is down there. Why would TSN and... report on anything about the players and what they're doing? And... No. What really impressed me about this man was Rod asked him, um, he's bounced around. He really has. I checked yeah. his, his thing. And I mean, he's this is gone. his third, third stint with the Lions. He's probably yeah, he's bounced all, all over the place. 
Rod asked him, did you, did you take a look at the XFL or did you take a look at the USFL before you made the decision to go to the Lions? Rod didn't get the question out of his mouth when uh, Sean said, absolutely not. He says, if you're a, a kid coming out of university and wanna, uh, you want to play for a, um, a farm team, then you look at the XFL or the USFL. If yeah. you want a professional career, then you come to the CFL. I am making a Hall of Fame career where I am playing in the CFL. He was so passionate. And so I was like, I'm driving. I was going out to see the motorhome. And I'm like, yeah, as I'm driving down the highway. <clears throat> but that's, that's talk about passion. That's yeah. what the CFL is all about. And thank you. That's what we need more of. Um, I would love to hear more CFL players being interviewed. Yes, I definitely agree. Okay, because it's over. a voice. It's a voice that's not heard. The NFL gets all this attention. There's always players being talked about. There's no matter it's, what year, what month it is. There's NFL news. It's, it's hilarious like, because. NHL. Uh, if you listen to Rod Peterson, who who literally his two-hour talk show daily, Monday to Friday, um, is NHL CFL. That's all he talks about. He'll he'll mention scores in the NFL and he'll mention yeah. the Super Bowl, of course. But his guest, his everything's NHL okay. CFL. Yeah. He lives down in Florida, and his biggest thing is it's twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. NFL. You turn on the TV, it's where's Rogers going? What is Rogers doing? Rogers just spent four days in, at a retreat and he, he was sitting in a black room with no lights. Well, and well, I mean, he's also super. Aaron Rodgers is also super busy uh, suing someone you might know, uh, not personally, but from the broadcast booth of the WWE, he's suing Pat McAfee for what he said on a podcast. Oh, did he really? He's going to court now. Nice. So yeah, it's it's whatever it is. Um, the CFLs need to get their head out of their ass and put people like Sean Lemonator on yeah. in front of us more often. No, 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 no. Put Rod Peterson in front of us. Give us people who are passionate about the sport in a position for the oh. entire country to see yes. in a spotlight. God, yes. The, the, the panel, I love the panel during halftime. I think they're great. I do. Because you've got um, uh, Milt Stiegel, Fantastic yep. player. You like the newest edition of uh, Sanchez, the um, former coach. Those guys are great. Yes. But they're limited to what they can do. They do the panel. They, that's their lane. They'll do some sports net appearance, sports center appearances. But you've got, then you've got someone like Rod Peterson, who's not afraid to ask the questions. And that's why he's not being put in front of a, a well, of, of course. What really surprised me, as you know, Rod has been, was the voice of the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders for 23 years. It amazed me. I was really shocked to hear, A, he got a ring when the two times they won the cup in those 23 years. Yeah. He, was a, he was a part of the media. He got a team yeah. ring. Yeah. Owned by the team. Well, it's like that with every team. If you're a broadcaster for that team, you get a ring. Yeah. Every day, 
he did a show on his radio station uh, called The Sports Cage. And every day, the owner, GM, president of the riders texted him, emailed him, this is what you're saying today. And this is what you're saying tomorrow. Could you imagine? Like, I, I'm just imagining because I know, I know I've met Rod. Yeah. Had conversations with him. I could not see him taking too lightly to someone saying, here's your script, read it. As he said, when they're paying the bills, you're doing what you're told to do. Do you think the broadcasters for the Flames get to actually say what they really think about the Flames? Absolutely not. The only time you're hearing the actual people who are free to say what they want is on a podcast. I, I, so Sportsnet 650, the right yep. holders for the Vancouver Canucks, has two hours a day of Thomas Drance. Go listen to him. <laughs> Go listen to him and tell me he's not getting a phone call. And I can almost guarantee you he's not getting a phone call every week saying you can't oh, be saying this shit. Broad has told us stories of, like, on the air, he tells stories how the GM used to call him into the office and literally bonk him on the head and say, what the fudge are you doing? You can't say that. So you're guaranteed that happens on 100%. a regular basis. But I mean, the nice thing with Thomas Drance is he can get away with it because he's so trusted and he's so in touch with what's going on. And but they'll, pull, radio- they'll pull people's media accreditation for bad mouthing them. Yeah. I mean, look at uh go, go sports media. Yeah. That's Blake price. And the rink-wide crew, they don't have media accreditation, full media accreditation. They have bits and pieces. They get what the Vancouver Canucks want them to have. But they don't get full accreditation because, God forbid, someone bad talks the team that's been mediocre at best for 10 years. The Flames have been mediocre. I I said at best. The best point in the last 10 years, the playoff run in the the bubble, COVID, COVID season. Yeah. One arena, six games a day, which I think is insane and I would love to go back to that with fans because I think Edmonton that would, would be amazing. Love that. But mediocre at best. Mediocre at best. And on that note. Hopefully this show was better than mediocre. In the meantime. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we leave. <laughs> oh. Everyone, please do head over to HughSports.ca. The old man wrote probably something, the best things he's ever written in his life. Uh, uh-huh. Thanks, buddy. I mean, it's not saying much. You've written like five things in your entire wow. life. Wow. So. <laughs> um, when you're old, you used to use a typewriter. It used to take you a long time to write like one page. You're such an ass. Um, do check it out. Um, I did also post because I expected there to be some like cap retention and utilizing of the cap space. <laughs> and something. That whole article kind of went. <laughs> Yeah, the entire article went out to the pastor with uh, Lassie. But um, do also hit subscribe on YouTube, hit the like button, leave yourself a comment. Um, please, please, please. If you're listening on podcasts, subscribe, download, click the like button if there is one, leave a comment if you can. Let if us you have know ideas, what you think. If you have ideas for us for, for the podcast, um, we're brand things- new to this guys we we've never done anything like this even close to doing anything like this so if you have an idea fire ideas at us we'll probably tell you to no we'll take them into consideration 
Yeah, definitely consider them. Um, to get at us, where can they find you to, to tweet at you? To uh, tweet at me, you can tweet at me at Kevin Hughes. At Kev Hughes 64 on Twitter. On That's Facebook. it, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> Don't on go Facebook, you often. can also follow him and his other uh, pastime doing uh, channeling, uh, Cavelli channeling. Yes. Um, on Facebook, there's an entire page there. You can figure out what that's all about. You can follow me at Common Courtesy with a three instead of the E on Twitter, um, on Instagram, as well as on Twitch. And a uh, little hint here, this might be the first time I've ever said this out loud, and on YouTube. Follow me on YouTube. There might be something going on over there. You can follow both of us. We both post at HSP underscore pod on the Twitter machine. That is the podcast twitter and you can follow us q sports podcast dash hsp on facebook well we have a lot of plugs to get through every day wow we should like plug those during the show maybe well no but i figure if we get to the end of the show and they're still listening they're, they're going insane. to go because yeah, yeah, you've insane. obviously got nothing better to do if you've sat here for an hour and 10 minutes listening to you and i babble about nothing we, we love we you babble. we babbled about nothing that's what the connects did nothing <laughs> We are the Seinfeld of all podcasts. We we spend an hour and 10 minutes. That's 70 minutes talking about nothing. nothing. That's not true. We talked about how um, we added salary instead of losing salary. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Till next week, folks. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, checking us out. We will see you here next Thursday. Have yourself a wonderful night.